Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dork down for a Jackie Cation, welcome to the Dork Forest. I'm back in my living room. It's exciting times. It is December. In December, do not use my donation button. Please, for the love of God, uh, give some money to your local food shelf. What the hell? In January, give me 100 bucks. That'll be great. The website's, of course, JackieCation.com, TheDorkForest.com, DorkForest.com, and you can see where I'm doing stand-up. You can buy some merch, the merch being Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirts, yeah, both merch, of my CDs. Merch is what? Merchandise. Oh, okay. That's what the kids are calling it. I didn't know that. And uh, Yeah, it's nice. I didn't know that kids referred to merchandise very often. <laughs> kids are constantly referring to merchandise. Already, Dave Higgins talking to me, so uh, I'll just tell you about the Dork Forest magnet, you which keep is the going. You keep going. You do, do all the do <laughs> the plugs you need to do. <laughs> the Dork Forest magnet is the thing to drink it you get until I run out of them. And if you just want a magnet, send me $2, unless you're foreign, and then send me $3, because it's a pain in the ass. Then, All right. Then you cover shipping and the like. That's nice. The credits. Patrick Brady fixes this audio. Mike Rickberg sang the song you just heard. He'll sing again at the end. And Vilmos does the website. There's Android and iPhone apps from their stores. Feel free to review or star up the uh, iTunes thing so that someone gives a damn over at iTunes about the show. And freaking awesome Network.com is the cross-promotional website of the moment, and uh, he's great over there. And so go find an article about anime or an action figure or a comic book, because Freaking Awesome Network, there's a network over there. Wow. Sitting in the room with me in Van Nuys brought a great suggestion for a restaurant. Dave Higgins, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. It's You're great welcome. to be here. Is it really? Sure, I love Van Nuys. <laughs> I love, I like Van Nuys. It, and uh, and this place is called Semitas Poblanos. Poblanos, uh, yeah. Poblanos. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, I don't speak Spanish. Uh, I got very uh, little Spanish. Semitas uh, are sandwiches. Oh, are they? Yes, it's like a torta. Torta, right? But this is actually it's uh, more indigenous to that region of Mexico. The Poblanos, uh, city of Poblana. Yes. Okay. And uh, the classic. Uh, semitas is actually just the veggies, which are like your jalapenos, avocado. Uh, oh, just a veggie sandwich. Well, it is because uh, originally you would buy that the semitas, right? And then you would go to a different stand and get different meats, and you could put whatever you wanted into it. Oh, now they've made it a little easier at this one, Don Adrian's. Don uh, Adrian. Yeah, that's. Uh, I is think, he our chef? I don't know, but he owns the place. Um, but they will make. Uh, the fillings for you. And I just, I love it because it's, well, first of all, I love the internet and I love the idea that I found that place um, on the internet through the internet because I was watching a television show that, and uh, it might've been probably either diners, drive-ins and dives. One of those. Oh, right. And uh, they had gone to a place in Chicago that the family was from Poblano. Okay. And they were making semitas in Chicago. And I said, this is LA. I certainly can find a place. It looks so great. Yeah. I said, this is Los Angeles. There's got to be a Samita's place in Los Angeles. See, I always hope that I'm in the city when I watch Diners Drive. Oh, no, definitely. You've and you know what? You've a better thing here. We're just going, I bet you they have that thing here. Well, you think. There's a large, I don't know if you're aware of this, there's a large Latino. Uh, here? Yes, population in Los Angeles. From Mexico and South America. Yes. And, okay. uh, and the vast majority being from Mexico. From Mexico. Oh. So uh, I said there's got to be one place. And <laughs> and also I wanted to find one in the valley because I hate leaving the valley. I'm it's just, hard to leave the valley. Oh, I, it hate, is, uh, I hate the going over the hill. And the yeah, that's what we call it. We call it going over the hill. <laughs> Yesterday. So, Yes. Rained a lot. It rained did rain a lot. A lot for November. Yes. And, uh, well, it's nearly winter. Which it is, but I think if February is the month it rains, quite honestly. That's uh, true. That's what I think. I was over the hill do, oh. doing some things. One thing at 1 p.m., another thing at 4 p.m. Horrible. And then I had a show at 8 p.m. Oh. Ah, oh, the worst. It's like being in New, in New York. I don't know. Do if I come all the way back time. up? Exactly. You know that here we have it, the valley, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and going home. Have you lived in New York? I lived in New York for like three years when I was doing the uh, a show on Comedy Channel before it was Comedy Central. The what Higgins was that Boy, called? Higgins Boys and Gruber, Gruber show. Uh, yeah. A great. I loved. I've only seen you live. Quite honestly, oh, well. I've never seen that program. Well, that's but you know what? I, that's a bonus because a lot of people <laughs> haven't. A lot of people haven't seen you live. No, uh, that's true. Uh, 
Minneapolis, last time I saw you. Wow, that would have been many years ago. It was some years ago. It was about yeah. 12 years was ago. Was it I at think. the Comedy Cabaret? The or? Comedy Gallery. Gallery, yes. I think over in uh, Riverwalk. Yeah. Very nice. I remember. We were very excited about that. That was, uh, we were at the Riverwalk, and you know, it's near the, uh, there's an art museum there, right? You have Minneapolis, the right? Yeah. The Walker. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful it's a nice, museum. And, a new, and they just rebuilt. And they just rebuilt. And then uh, we were there, and uh, we were at, the 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 comedy show, but we right. were going out and trying to kind of explore Minneapolis. But we're in the parking garage there, and I we just hear a conversation or a snippet of a conversation, and it's this really muscly guy, and he's just left the Walker. Mm-hmm. And you know that's great; he's gone to a museum. That's the beauty, you know. There's yeah. something to that. You'd think this guy would never be in a museum, but he turns to his companions and he says, "Why don't they just award Grant Wood greatest uh, greatest painter ever and be done with it?" <laughs> Who's Grant Wood? Uh, not Grant Wood. It, Grant Wood is a great artist uh, okay. from Iowa. But it was actually, no, it wasn't Grant Wood. It was, um, oh, shoot. Was it Saturday, Saturday Evening Post. I have to go through my mind now oh, to figure okay. it out. Uh, um, was his name Grant? No. Was not, it Wood? No. Grant, okay. Grant Wood's an Iowa artist. Okay. The great uh, Thanksgiving painting. It's very famous. Very famous. <laughs> Saturday Evening Post. Uh, he did super realistic paintings. Right. Um that this guy only wanted to see. Yeah, now I got to find out who it is. Yeah. Right, right. Well, I'm an idiot. I know the name. It's like on the tip of my tongue. I feel like a fool. You know what's happening? Don't feel like a fool. But at right now, hundreds of people are listening to this podcast, yelling that guy's name at mm-hmm. their at their iPods. Saturday evening post. Saturday evening post. That World guy. World War Two. You got all the posters. Uh, Norman Rockwell. Norman Rockwell. Is it Norman know. Rockwell? It is. Art is yeah, my right, life. So, if I <laughs> yeah, but you don't. Let's say you don't know art a lot. But yeah. this guy's ready. Let's give Norman Rockwell the award, greatest artist ever, and then be done. We don't have to do any more art and all that stuff. You wow, know. just call it a day. Yeah. You know, let me tell you, uh, he doesn't want to update that with a little Thomas Kincaid. He doesn't want to just go, let's just do this. This was a few years ago, <laughs> and Thomas wasn't really on the scene. Oh, maybe he wasn't as well known. Maybe no, he wasn't. this was like 19... I'm going to say 84. 84. Good year. Actually, a terrible, terrible year. People who are glamorizing... Uh, 89, let's say. 89? <laughs> Do you remember but it the was horrible. The mid-80s were terrible. 80s. Yeah. They were not good. Ronald Reagan was not a positive influence on your day-to-day safety net. No. It did not help. <laughs> that, what people don't realize there's this deification now of, of Ronald Reagan, especially uh, with Republicans. But all this stuff goes back to that. Yeah. I mean, all the trouble we're having now is because of Because of that. all of that deregulation. Mm-hmm. The but. deregulation of the banks. I mean, the fact that we were, uh, we're safe from 1929 till now. Right. Uh, because of regulation. That was why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we say, let's kind of get, let's start getting rid of it. And unions are evil. Right. Unions aren't evil. Teachers are the ones who are just making oh, money hand over fist. Oh, teachers making money hand over fist, yes. Poor bastards. Oh. How do they, how do they sleep at night? Maybe well, they have those they, they started the whole lunch thing with the ketchup. Remember that? Ketchup is oh, a vegetable. That, yeah, that was Reagan. Ketchup mm-hmm. was a vegetable. And, and then, now pizza's a vegetable, I guess. Well, and it's, the, well, they're saying the two tablespoons of tomato paste. Oh, is, is a vegetable. A vegetable. Oh. And you know whose head is popping off right now? Jamie Oliver, yeah, uh, because of right. that food revolution, and he did such a good job. Even in the his show was canceled, right? But he did do. But two even coming here, he did. He, he didn't even get to finish here, right? And they wouldn't let him in the schools. But with just hit the fear of him being here, the school lunch programs have improved. Oh, really? Immensely. Because you have kids in school. I have. I have one that's in schools. Do they go to public school? If I may ask, my daughter does. Oh, yeah, LAUSD. Yes. Yeah, because I had a friend who who taught science for many years in in the unified system. She said it was really hard. The she, problem with the the LAUSD and and the problem with a lot of uh, school districts, and this is my opinion. I, sure. You know. Yeah. But <laughs> they're that's all. The dork they're, yeah, exactly. They're top heavy. I mean, it's like a lot of money goes to administrative costs. Okay. That doesn't filter down to the schools. Oh, that's so trickle down doesn't yeah, work in that it situation. It doesn't work there either. Yeah. Oh, either. Yeah. That's right. So, like, I remember there was years ago they had they built the new uh, like uh, LAUSD building. Right. It's just a gorgeous building, you know. To host, uh, to host, to host that. To host a lot of. Whereas, you know, it's like let's not put the money in the schools themselves. Well, yeah, you know, I have a a, a beautiful. Or at least a very large school that seems to be K through 12, about two blocks from here. Uh-huh. And I think about, like, 
because I, I do wonder. I wonder if I took like two hundred bucks over there, which I might, because I don't have a great deal of money. But I two hundred bucks. I will always have another two hundred bucks. I wonder mm-hmm. if two hundred bucks would make a difference. Like to well, buy like a half a dozen books, or you could do that type of thing. Even school supplies, or right, right. Like yeah, people need pens and papers, and uh, for me, it's always important that when I give, that it's something. Well, you can make an impact. Do you feel the better? The donors about it? choose business. Have you heard it's about that? It's a great thing. Yes, it's a great. Where it's a can, website. You go in and and you, can't you, you put choose. your zip code in so you can sort of even pick a school in your neighborhood? Yes, you could. Yeah, that's true. And the, and then you pick a teacher or a project that is sponsored by a specific teacher in that yeah, school. Yeah, you'd be right? amazed. You is go that to, it? Yeah, you go to Target or Walmart or one of those horrible places and sure, sure. buy two hundred dollars worth of school supplies. That goes and a long pumped. way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's uh, because you know, because a big part of me wants to wait until I have enough money to make a real difference. I know, but you think about. (laughs) Well, that's like that whole thing with people starting their own charities. It's like there's a lot of charities out there already. Right. You You know that whole idea. It's it's a big tax shelter. Is when somebody says, "I got to start the new." I'm going to start so and so's charity. There's some very good charities out there, and you can find out what they're all about. Right. Uh, I do some work with the Variety Club. And the great thing about them is that there's not a lot of administrative costs. Is it um, is it an entertainment industry kind it, of It kind of thing? started that way. Okay. And it, it, and it is in a way. There's still a lot of people that involved in the movie business. But right. It was distributors of oh, films. Okay. And also it was bookers of, of uh, it, really early, it was bookers of like uh, the Orpheum circuit. You know, that kind oh, of thing. Oh, okay. Where theater owners and the type. Uh, oh, right, and there's right. still a lot of them in the organization today. And do they have fundraisers where they do variety shows? Yes, they do. I love a variety I do. Show. I do the telethon in Des Moines, Iowa every year. Oh, do you? Yeah. And uh, what month is that usually? It's held? in March. Okay. It's usually the first week in March. Are you from? De- are you from Iowa? I'm from Des Moines, Iowa. You're from Des Moines. I like Des Moines. Dubuque was always town. pretty good to me. Dubuque's a good town too. Yeah, I don't mind Iowa. Iowa's nice. Two point yeah, five. Yeah, which is very people. strange. You're from Minneapolis. I'm from uh, outside of Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Then that makes sense because right. there's the Minnesotans have a real hard uh, yeah, on for. <laughs> Iowa. I don't know why. I used to do a joke when I lived in Minnesota about, because when I moved to Minneapolis from Milwaukee, from Madison, really, uh, no one was more surprised than me that people in Minnesota made fun of people from Wisconsin. Because I was like, we haven't noticed you. No, the same thing when I went up to Minneapolis, you go, we're so far from you guys. Why would you even bother? It's like warring trailer parks. That was my hilarious, funny line right there. Well, it's like the attitude of that St. Paul is so inferior to Minneapolis. Yeah. No, St. Paul. Have you been on Summit Avenue? Holy smokes, those houses are gorgeous. There's some gorgeous Because there's been less uh, interference. They, they, they've less modernized much of St. Paul. That's true. And the, so, state, the Minnesota State Fair is, of course, in St. Paul. Right. That's where they keep the fair. And, uh, and that's also where they keep most of the minorities. Yes. In the gentrification yeah, yeah. process, they're just like, oh, a little bit more St. Paul. Just a little bit more. There you go. And though Minneapolis-St. Paul has the, the largest urban, if this is still true, it was true 10 years ago, the there, largest yeah. urban, uh, no, um, it does have some sprawl, but uh, Indian, Native American population. Oh, really? The largest I'm urban surprised. Native American. Yeah, yeah, why not? I guess There's so. only about four and a half million people in the state. And uh, and there, it's the Minneapolis is the biggest city within about six hundred miles. Which is why they have this this big deal about making fun of everyone else. I know it. I know it. Yeah. It is. There's a little bit of self entitlement that that makes you smile. You know, they're so adorable. They are. I do not mock them like the people of San Francisco mock them because Minneapolis, they, they, Minneapolis San Francisco has a feud. Well, not a feud so much as I know that a lot of people. When I was in San Francisco one time. This is one incident. This is anecdotal. So it's anecdotal, but you're going to say it about all San Franciscans. To, and again, that's what the Dork Forest is about, some sweeping statements. That's and uh, the, there was just some talk of, of how Minneapolis was a lot like San Francisco. And there was a, oh, a yeah. look among the people from San Francisco who were like, Ew. oh, that's adorable. Thank you. Well, you know, they have a chip on their shoulder, too. Oh, the San Frans? And it has a lot to do with Los Angeles getting too much attention. Right. They're... They have I don't real... have enough regionalism, I don't think, to really care that much about. No, but there really is. Well, there's, there's always been that move that where Northern California wants to secede from Southern California. Have you ever thought about it? I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> My thing about San Francisco is that it's dead center in California. They call themselves Northern California. Yeah. Crescent City is Northern California. 
Yeah, just Eureka. Right. Eureka. Really, yeah. yeah, we're talking, you got to go up where all there it's is. It's a big state. Walmart, and it's a giant state. It's 16 hours from L.A. to Crescent City. And the only reason I know that is because I sadly took a gig up there and didn't think about it. Right, but I think they think that Northern California starts just north of Los Angeles. They, I think I think that uh, Ojai thinks that they're yeah, Northern yeah. California. Yeah, I would think so, yeah. They're out of their tiny lizard minds because uh, they haven't looked at a map. Uh, no. that is... Uh, but yeah. San Francisco is a great city. San Francisco is a great city, but I it mean, has that attitude of you know, but it's second in population, and it doesn't get as enough uh, as much attention as Los Angeles in terms of a cultural center. Oh, people love their city so much when they're just like Portland, Oregon is the best place in the world to live, and you're like, right. is it? It, is it? it might be. Oh, it's pretty great. Uh, if you I watch mean, those, if you watch those shows, the like Portland Drive. Well, I don't even watch Portland very often, but. Uh, uh, actually, more of the you. It's a, such a food town. I mean, it, it really it is, is a nice foodie town. A very good foodie town, and just uh, it's the weather's kind of uh, okay. It's doesn't all right. Get super a, cold. Doesn't get super hot. Right. There's a lot of rain, but not as much as Seattle. Exactly. But I like Seattle too. Seattle's a great town. See, my the biggest problem that I the only problem I have with this the cityism, which mm-hmm, is what is mm-hmm, happening mm-hmm, around, mm-hmm. around the world, mm-hmm. is how much they slam L.A. Yes, we do love to slam LA. Everybody loves to slam LA. New Everybody. York has a, uh, problems with LA. I'm just watching some mirrors being replaced. At it's uh, you know what's happening over here is no. uh, my Armenian neighbors uh, are constantly remodeling. Oh, I got I got got a lot of Armo. Now, we have a, in my neighborhood, we have a hilarious house that they keep adding on to. Oh, really? We nickname it the Windsor, the Winchester House. <laughs> and if you're not familiar with the Winchester House, it's in Northern California. Tell the people. And, uh, and the, the, the heir to the Winchester fortune. Uh, Mrs. Winchester? Yeah. I, I can't remember if she was a Mrs. She might have been a daughter. Okay. I'm not sure, and I'm, I'm sure, sure somebody she, will be screaming on the internet. It was it was your wife, exactly. Saying. Pretty sure, but anyway, was, but I'll it was, put it in the notes. It was the idea that uh, all the people who are killed with Winchester rifles and guns were haunting her, and right. she believed in psychics. So this one psychic had told her, "You need to build on and build." Different rooms and corridors to mislead the ghosts from finding. Them. So she has awesome. stairways to nowhere, and uh, there's. And she uh, had to build forever, right? Out. Like she if just, she ever and stopped, kept constantly building, and felt that if she stopped building, she would die. <laughs> So I don't know. Maybe it was during anyway. a break. Well, yeah, we all die, don't we? <laughs> we do at some point. But what I like to think is that uh, so is the Winchester House in your neighborhood getting a little ridiculous? This one they've stopped, but it okay. was just yeah. Um, they For must have died. Years, it I was. guess yeah. <laughs> but um, it's just funny to me. It's like, have I, you been to the Winchester? The actual Winchester House? Yeah. No, I have not. Me neither. Me neither. I went to Hearst. I've been to San Simeon, yeah. That yeah, was good. the Hearst Castle. and Reminded me of that one uh, Orson Welles movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it reminded me of that one Bugs Bunny cartoon that was a, a takeoff of that one Orson Welles movie. I don't remember that one. Uh, I guess it was a movie called Citizen Kane. Oh, Right, right. And then, uh, which I watched, by the way, because I made a decision I was going to watch all of the AFI's top 100 films of all That's time. That's nice. Right, I thought. Cause, and you're a film buff. Mm-hmm. We will eventually talk about your dorkdoms. Right sure. now, we're just chatting. It's nice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I decided I was going to watch. If it got slow, I was going to, I decided I was going to give myself permission to fast forward the Ooh. 100 top. Uh-huh, yeah. And, uh. Because there's some clinkers on there, too. Well, I'd, I'd go over the list with you, but it's it's all opinion. I mean, well, it's so subjective, and mm-hmm. I and I and I will never see The Exorcist on purpose. Why not? Uh, because I find it frightening. I find the idea. I accidentally saw The Omen. Was up late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was up for a long time. And The time. Omen's kind of laughable compared to to, to The Exorcist. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I did not Because there's a whole thing it. with the kid, you know, and Damien, it's for you. You know that that it's like one of my favorite scenes in film in terms of laughs. And she's, the nurse is standing up there and committing suicide for oh, Damien. Oh, right, right. You know. uh, this little oh, kid God. who just kind of looks goofy at you, you know. Right, right. Because, well, it was all method for him, right? He was just like, because I, I would say most nine-year-olds can have an evil streak. That's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a deal of, like, basically with child actors. It's like hit the mark and talk. You've worked with child. You worked Malcolm in the Middle. I've never worked with children. You yes, or I animals. Have, yes. And uh, did you ever work with animals? Plenty, yeah. plenty of animals. Plenty as of well. animals. I had a, there's a great episode, my favorite episode of Malcolm in the Middle. Say it. 
Uh, I can't. It might be called Helper Monkey. Okay. <laughs> and uh, my character, um, after uh, the family has injured me. Yes. And I can't remember the previous episode where I'm injured, but oh, I fell from my house, I believe, the top yeah, of my house. Yeah, that's it. I remember that. When I'm trying to adjust the television. That was a great show, by the it way. It was a fantastic yeah, show. I'll, let me tell you something. I am a Dave Higgins dork, which is why wow. we're not really talking about things that you like. Okay. okay we're mostly just talking about how much I like right. you. Go ahead. But the, your favorite helper monkey. Helper monkey, where I get a helper monkey. Uh, you have to be paralyzed normally, but they right. you know, the monkey doesn't know. <laughs> And the idea was that he tries to kill me by the end of the episode. How was working with the monkey? It was fantastic. Was uh, it the greatest part about it was uh, that show was uh, Linwood Boomer had a definite vision. And many times it would take many, many takes to get his vision exactly right. But when we were working with Crystal... The monkey. That was the name of the monkey. She was okay. a, a, a cappuccino monkey. Oh, all right. You may have seen her in Hangover 2. She was the monkey in that. Oh, excellent. Yeah. I'm glad she's still working. She still works. She's fantastic. Uh, she actually even... Well, let me uh, just continue with this. She was fantastic. Right. And the idea, though, because you're working with an animal, you kind of have to be a little more careful. Okay. Uh, in terms of, like, we couldn't spend hours on a master. You want to get the shot when the monkey can do it. Right. You know, okay. And so we would get these in like three or four takes, as opposed to a thousand. It right. Was fantastic. <laughs> the only problem was I was in arm and leg casts, right, and in a wheelchair. So they'd have to cut me out for breaks, and then replaster me oh. in. So that was tough, but it was actually one of the easier shooting days. <laughs> That's funny, and it's interesting that they didn't just sort of Jerry rig you back into the same cast. They okay. did. It was the okay. same one. They just cut it and peel it open, and then they'd re. Oh, and then it. sort of. So it got by the end of the day, it's like you the know, giant a foot thickness. Thick. Yes. <laughs> wow. And then you just did a couple episodes of Mike and Molly. I I did uh, one a few months ago, or yes, and yeah, then, uh, or last year it was. You did the first one. It was first season. This yep. is the second season. I just did it, and it'll air. It'll air, have already aired. When this airs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it was a Thanksgiving episode. Oh, very nice. And uh, I am um, big fan of the, the Gilmore Girls. You know, Gruber was on the Gilmore Girls. I didn't know that. Yeah, a lot he, of people were on the Gilmore Girls. Well, they, he, it was there was a lot of bit parts and there was a lot of nice. They, they, well, I know. So now, uh, Melissa was on that. Yeah, and, Melissa uh, was on that. And also Rose. Ab- yeah, yeah. Yeah. John Mattis. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to be on. Uh, they had to cancel. Oh. So, But we're going to rebook. But you know, pretty much of the last five people I've had on the show, Ken Daly, yeah. Matt Weinhold, right. and then Rose and John were going to come on, but have canceled. And then Brian Peck. Wow. These are all people I know. These are all people you know. It's because I went to a party at Ken Daly's house. And then all of a sudden, that's how it is. You in went LA, to a man. party at Ken Daly's house. I doubt that. I uh, occasionally. No, Ken Daly will include me. No, oh no, I did that, not go no, to a party. No, you've never been. Ken Daly's <laughs> never had a party at his house. <laughs> wow, I got to call Ken Daly. Yeah, he and used to. Did he? Did he used to have when people? he he used to live in Encino, and they had a big house, and he used to have parties. But yeah, but not anymore. No, now it's um. It's an apartment. It's an apartment, so he's not doing it. But, no, it, but you're right, it was residence. Matt Weinhold's. Yeah. It was the Weinhold residence, and that was the weird thing, because I did a dork expedition to Brian Peck's house, because oh. he still had it decorated for Halloween, with yeah. original masks from different from Mummy, from the return of the Night of the Living Dead, which right. I've never sadly seen. It's got monsters in it, Dave. Are you afraid of monsters? I don't enjoy monsters. I like my monsters to be buffoonish, much like my Nazis. Well, I tell you, there was a move, uh, I always equate this with the, the, the first, <laughs> well, after the first depression, the big depression, the big depression, yep. Horror films were very popular. Okay. And also during World War II, okay. horror films were very popular. You had 1931, you had Dracula. Oh yeah. And you had then right after that, uh, Frankenstein and Freaks. Todd early Brown, 30s? Todd, Todd Browning, all early 30s. And then Universal made all the big monster movies, and there was The Mummy. and It took us all the way through World War II, and there's the idea that they weren't real monsters. These were these were all mythical. These were all monsters that you wouldn't real. You, times were so bad. Oh, I want to escape through that horror. This is a horror I don't have to deal with. Oh, there you go. And I think that's like... And I don't know how well... Um, what was that... Contagion or 
that oh, came the out. Oh, one of the virus movies? Yeah, the one that just came out. I don't know how well it did, but it's just like, for me, it's like, you don't make a movie like that now. We don't need, oh, and now I can die from a, a virus that <laughs> some, some guy coughs on a point. You know, yeah. Yeah. When it's Paul Tro can show up and cough on me and, we'll, and I'll die. Right. I think you need movies. That are more monsters. More escapism. You need more uh, things that can't really happen. Yeah, like the like the Walking Dead and 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 all the Shaun of the Dead and all of those. Like I saw right. Shaun of the Dead and I've read the Walking Dead, but I never uh, I haven't seen the Walk. I don't have HBO. I've seen a few. It's it's actually on basic cable. Your, is it uh, Walking Dead? It's the Walking Dead is AMC. Oh, that's right. Along with your Breaking Bad. With your Breaking Brian Bad Fist, and your Madman. Madman, yeah. Breaking Bad, two seasons. Two seasons of Breaking Bad, and then I saw that uh, there was going to be very little redemption. There uh, is no redemption so far. So far. But I'm telling you, I love the show. It's an amazing show. It's an amazing... I would rather... And it was very hard to watch. Really. It's very hard to watch, and I, uh, I, I have said this before, I would rather live through the nightmare of being a science teacher who had a meth lab than... Watch that. I, I really? Would, I would rather live through the bad decisions that are yeah, being yeah, made yeah, on yeah. that program. Live. Yes, yeah. where I could possibly say to somebody, I, I am I am the caricature of a black person at a horror movie. Well, you know what? Stop now, going in there. now we're at a point, and I don't know if you're not watching it, but uh, oh, that's at fine. this point, we're at a point where he could leave. Oh, he could get over it. Yeah. Are you talking about the young man? About the young man and the older man. Yes. Oh, and Brian Cranston? Yeah. Uh, because... When he had a girlfriend, and that girlfriend, before she mm-hmm. lapsed, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, he's going to get it together. And I was like, yeah. oh, no, season two. Season right. two, Jackie. Right. Not going to be happening. <laughs> yeah. And uh, at which point, and I can tell you, that is exactly when I decided to stop watching it. Because I was like, if there's any redemption, it'll be season five. There's no redemption. <laughs> you don't think there's ever going to be redemption? What about Mad Men? Because I had to stop watching that season three, too. Now, Why? Because Mad Men, I, here's what I love and he love about Mad What's Men. What's sad is how much I love uh, Don Draper and that, how many people equate to him. It's like, he's horrible. He's a terrible person. He really he's is. He's a terrible human being who has made terrible life choices again. And, and it really is the beginning of the unfolding of the American fabric. <laughs> right. Right. It was, I, I, I like to say that Nixon put the, the last nail on the American dream of the coffin of the American dream. Do you think? That's in my opinion, uh, without enough information, as per <laughs> usual. Yeah, yeah. What I like to do, you know, there, the Library of Congress. He opened up China. Yeah, he also... Uh, yeah, look where China is now. Yeah, and I'll tell you something. He also uh, alienated us from China in the 50s. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. essentially, it's like, you know, the town that I grew up in in, in, in Wisconsin is has a, fact, is a factory, a major factory that employs most of the workers, and it is a strip mining factory that we make strip mining equipment. Earth-moving equipment is their euphemism. Mm-hmm. It's a strip mining... Uh, in the mid-70s, during the recession, uh, they started making reclamation equipment. Uh, so they have created their own demand, essentially, mm-hmm. which is exactly right. what Richard Nixon did. Right. He created a situation in the mid-50s that he then re- rectified in 70. That's true. Well, our whole vilification of uh, communism, I mean, not that, um, you know, not that communists have, have done it right. No. There haven't been a real idiot. They are human. But there's, uh, you know, there's communist mayors and in Italy and that type of thing, and uh, right. Europe, all over the place. Communism itself, no, no one form of government is bad. Like that whole idea of libertarian. Right. Libertarians, it, it, it doesn't work unless people are perfect. Right. It's if one if of people the most... were all angels, you sure you can have, in heaven, I'm sure <laughs> they have a libertarian government. It feels, it feels like the naivete of the libertarians rivals... I mean, it's so laissez-faire, but they their belief in the nature of humanity is sort of like some sort of mashup between they, and Locke and, and Hobbes. And if you look at, and if you actually get down to it, these people don't think that way. Yeah. In terms of, they don't think that people would be great. Yeah. They just think I. Uh, the real idea is, leave me alone. <laughs> I can take care of myself. Right. And uh, that idea that you live in a society. In, in a society, we have to share a burden. Right. There's a social contract. You know what? You're not friend. growing your own fruit and vegetables. You're right. not. You know, uh, you're like uh, Elizabeth Warren, who's the new darling of the of of the liberal oh, right. side of politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, she came up with beautifully about the you know the uh, a millionaire oh, factory. Yes, yes. A millionaire factory owner. Good for you, but you didn't roads, do it. Education, all those things that fire departments, uh, police departments, water. Yeah. Uh, this idea that everything should be a profit. 
going uh, endeavor. Endeavor. That's you know, it goes back to uh, you know the Democrats really were doing this back in the day, like the in Chicago and you know uh, Kansas City where they and in New York where they had the machine where well actually New York was a Republican machine town right. hall, but the idea that you give out these contracts, these government oh, right. contracts, and in the Bush, Bush really did it great with that whole Halliburton thing, and let's privatize the army because government can't do anything bad. Good, right? The prisons need to be privatized. Yeah, everything yeah, yeah. should be privatized. All that stuff, and it's all been a, it's all been a failure. It's a other than people making money off of it, right? There's, there's several dozen human beings who are fabulously wealthy because of it, mm-hmm. and the idea that you can't have a guy in the army cook, it's better to have a McDonald's brought in. Yeah, that's that, how does that make sense? It I mean, doesn't. You know, yeah, and. uh yeah, the whole the whole thing is a it 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 is a bit of a because I think that their belief yeah I think you're right they they've reject they they heard that think globally act locally slogan of the of the liberals of the 90s mm-hmm. and they were like no no I refuse to think globally well I think the whole idea we've always been I mean the world is a global economy it has been forever right but this idea that you're no longer taking things that are so all right. When it was a global economy, let's say in 1940 or okay. before the war. Anyway. How about in 1099? Let's say in 1960. Right. We wouldn't consider it a global economy, but it was. You know, uh, America was really good at making industrial things. Right. Uh, you had. Oh, you know, it was just top heavy towards saying, us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just, it was at that point because we were manufacturers for the world, but we yes. were really good at it. You right. Know? And and we, I think we still could be. It, it's just all moved overseas. Right. But the idea, like that, you went to um, uh, Maine Lobster are only in Maine. Yeah. You know, they're in Nova Scotia. They're right by right, each right, other. Right. But I'm just saying that's that's to me is global economy. Uh, uh, Chantilly lace. Right. You know, from right. Chantilly France. Champagne. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Things that came from a certain uh, that one place does better than anything is great. But the idea that the new globalization is all where is the cheapest labor? It's not. Who are the skilled craftsmen? It's right. Not- it's not the spice trade from the Middle Ages. It <laughs> exactly, is instead right. who can we completely exploit to make, you know, iPods. And I get why that it's moved to that because it makes a perfect, you know, from, from a... Well, America became an industrial giant because of cheap labor. Yeah. I mean, that was part of it. It's that we had all we this had immigrant... We had Yeah, we did. Now yeah. they've taken us back to that point. Right. So we can start up again. It'll be nice because everybody just wants to But you know job. what? I, I just want us to go back to the 60s. You know, you tax the rich and then and, and people in the middle class could afford afford things. Right. I, uh, you know, because we cannot... I, what I don't want to go back to is 1908 where you have to count on John D. Rockefeller uh, being as, as good of a good guy yeah. as he was as a bad guy. You well, know? it's that idea that... Uh, and I, I know there's a lot of people that, that believe that Many well, you know what? There was a time when uh, certain aspects of that uh, were a good thing. Back when we had charity hospitals, yeah, it was the idea that hospitals shouldn't make a profit. But right. then during Nixon's time, they they got that idea that why not? Why shouldn't hospitals make profit? And within that, that not only that, but insurance companies could actually make money not getting people well. Right. If right. we don't treat them, did that start in Nixon? We, Nixon was. It started in Nixon. There's a conversation. Era. There's a conversation where he's talking to someone about Kaiser Permanente. Okay. Because they started that. They started the HMO thing. Okay. And the, the idea, HMO started in the early seventies. It would have been uh, yeah yeah early seventies. Okay. Uh, they were the first one. I'm not sure exactly the date, but there's a conversation. I'll find it. Yeah, there's a conversation on those Nixon tapes. Okay. Where um, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't know exactly, but it's the idea. You know, they, you know, they they make money by not giving people health care. I like that. You know, that that was my yeah. Nixon. That was for the, all you kids out there who big Nixon impressions. Here's the thing: is what we have found out about us is that we're kind of dorks for the last forty five years of history. Uh, yeah, I don't mind. That. We've been screwing up. Yeah, we've been. Yeah. Well, I just I love this the Wall Street movement. I love the uh, oh the Occupy Wall, Wall Street. Street. It is amazing. I've been sitting by in my generation and. Uh, you know, and actually younger, but my yeah. generation and on, this idea that, that the most important thing in the world was to to get more wealth. You know, yeah. that, that Wall Street they missed the point of, and they think Michael Douglas is the hero, right? When it's really Martin Sheen. But you know, people watch the movie, they don't see that. Yeah, 
it's the idea that Martin Sheen as the union man is the is the hero. Right. I don't even. That's, yeah, Michael Douglas it, is the is is the is the is is the. It, but you know, many times the most fascinating character is the uh, is, the, is villain. the villain. Yeah. If you look at um, Silence of the Lambs, who's the most interesting character? Hannibal Lecter. It's not uh, you know an ancient starling. Like, or, right. You know, <laughs> right. Right. Wearing my shoes. <laughs> who's uh, slightly and in the Ghost of Mister Chicken, I think uh, the most you know is not. You don't most think Don Knotts is the most fascinating character? You know what? Or is it the gardener? I think the gardener is don't the most... Don't ruin it! <laughs> Spoiler alert! There's the idea of... Again, I, I will go back to... I'll talk, I'll talk about movies. If you will want. you? You want to talk about movies? I'll talk about movies. Have you seen anything recently? I did. It Do you was watch? not good. What did you see? Um, well, the last one I went to in a theater was... Uh, what the hell? The Immortals. Oh, Okay. Big movie. Big, yeah, big open big. big. Movie. Uh, but obviously they didn't spend a lot of money on it. I mean, I don't know where the money went, but <laughs> it wasn't to craftspeople or actors. Right, right. Um, horrible. Just, just horrible. All right. Too much dialogue. And many times when I, if I see a movie and I just, it just, it feels like they're not, the actors aren't speaking. It's like they're just reading lines. Right. I always do this thing with my fingers as if I'm typing the script. <laughs> and that's what I felt like in that movie. It was the idea that. I can see that on the page. Right. <laughs> and I can see the guy uh, going, yes, I nailed it. You know, you nailed it, but yeah. no one can say it. And no. why are they, it doesn't keep, seem why natural. Are they still talking? Yeah. Yeah. That is unfortunate. The muckety mucks made a lot of money because there was a lot of money being made. And it keeps getting made on the top. Uh, we find that even in this and in, in this industry, you've seen it. Yeah. It's the idea that our pay hasn't gone up. No. We've been asked. We used to have quotes. We used to have a, a figure that you paid for that certain actor. And those are all gone. Everything's non-quote. It's all union minimums. Oh, really? Maybe minimums plus 10 for everybody right. beyond the top 1%. Your, your leads, big names. Everybody yeah. else is, is, is at it's minimums. It's just minimums plus 10 if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. That's no. that's ter- that's exactly now I am in the stand-up industry, you know, and that's where I make the bulk of my income. And the weekly rate has not gone up no. since the middle 80s. Yeah. And the it's it's come to the point where I have to insist on this sort of basic minimum plus travel. And that's my plus 10. Oh yeah, you know? cuz they aren't paying travel. They aren't paying travel. That's horrible. It's horrible. So they I mean they pay hotel and they usually feed Cuz I'm thinking of doing yeah. it. Just Are you thinking of going on the road again? I'm thinking a bit? about returning to the road just cuz to supplement for for me Yes, to supplement, actually, to make money, yes. But, um, like, for someone like me with TV credits, I yeah. usually get more you money. You could fill, yeah, yeah. And, and you could fill the room, and you and, and you should be able to get sort of better money than I get. Right, so, yeah. right. Because my, and my credits aren't bad, uh, and I know people who make a lot less than I do who right. have no credits, and you're like... No, it's tough. That I remember well. Okay. This money when people were making it in the eighties, like I came up through the the comedy boom of the eighties, uh, where people could make a living. If you were even a middle act, you could make a living. Right, and you still can. It's yeah. a really shitty living. But it's the, yeah. Then, but then it was like, let's say you, you made fifty thousand a year. This was twenty, thirty years ago, and that's that a good a study. That living. was a good money. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's you make about. I mean, you can make about forty grand a year if you work forty weeks a year as a yeah. really. Really, uh, no credited headliner. You know, right, just working right, the road right, a lot, right, right. and that's working thirty-five, forty weeks a year, and selling merch like, like, like a, a Barker uh, in a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, I remember the first, uh, the the first one I remember who had merchandise was. Uh, oh yeah, because I remember back in the day it was not okay. No, he didn't do it except for uh, what's his name. He just passed away recently too. Oh, uh, George Carlin. No, 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 no. Richard Jenny. No, it was, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember his name. He used to be on Make Me Laugh. You'd probably, no no kid now would know who he is. Gallagher, too. No, but no, anyway, you get the idea. Was. But he yeah. sold these glasses that had the. Oh, the googly eye guy? Yeah. The googly eye guy. What I'm was horrible his name? today with names. But uh, didn't he get sued for the googly eyes? He might have. No, he sued somebody for else for selling them. Oh, they're, that's but okay. the deal is they were just something he picked up. Right, right, right. <laughs> they know. were just at a magic shop. Or he may shop. have been sued. Yeah, yeah. I used to work my, one of my day jobs. Vic Dunlop. A, that's it. Was Vic that Dunlop. It? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember. D U N L O P. Yeah. Did he pass away? 
He did recently, I believe. I believe. I'd hate to say it, and he didn't. But I well, think, I will I double check. Did. I will double check. Mike Veneman passed away. He's an old-timey road guy that I worked with. Oh, I don't know that. Who, um, he's a good guy in many ways. He, uh, he narked on me one time uh, when I was featuring for him because I, I said the word cunt in a joke that was not funny. Yeah. And he narked on me to the... He came to me and he said, you, you can't say that word. And this was 94, 95. I mean, the kids are using it now, like the word bitch. I mean, it's very sort of well, British. Well, in England they use it. Yeah, yeah, very. And um, But at the time, I was, it was just starting mm-hmm. to be used more regional or more regularly. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> so I was doing, <laughs> I was doing, Wow. I was doing a joke about how I would rather be called a cunt than a bitch. Because I have no idea what you mean when you call me a cunt, so call me it whatever you want. Right. A bitch, I know exactly what you're saying. You're saying I'm a mean-spirited person that uh, is slightly whiny. See how my voice goes up when I yeah, say that? Yeah. And so... Uh, and so it was not funny because there was no punchline. That was the entire premise. I, I find that fascinating because in, in my era, that was the word that you had to break the glass to use. Which is which is yeah. what he was saying. He yeah. was saying you it's cannot. It's an emergency word. Yeah, you can't use that word. And I said, I can use that word. I think I have one. And, yeah, you're uh, allowed. I'm allowed. And then so he went and narked on me to the boss. And um, the I remember, <laughs> I will never forget when Muller, Ken Muller comes oh, up yeah. to me and says, hey, did you say the word cunt? And I said, yeah, yeah. I didn't even occur to me that his tone of voice or anything. I just said, yeah, it's a new bit I'm working on. They hated me. So I was just like, I'm going to try this new bit. That It didn't work very well. There's not, there's not a lot to it. It needs a punchline. And he goes, yeah, try not to. Not in my rooms, if you could not. Right. And I was like, oh, my, my, my apologies, sir. Well, is he still around, Ken Muller? Oh, he's still around. And his son's working it, too. Much like Yoder. His son Eric is wow. booking uh, is booking the Yoda runs now. These are all Midwestern runs, people. Midwestern stand-up runs, dating from That's the uh, the Middle Eighties to the uh, to, to today to today. Yeah, I'd say. Well, I mean, I'm trying to remember when we. Well, I started doing stand-up in high school. Did you? Yeah. What was that like? I mean, well, what are I you talking about? Like life math experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was mostly about, like, I worked in a grocery store. Okay. So stuff like, you know. What about bagging I, I groceries? I never worked and... out a really good, I never had any good bits that I ever used again. Every time I went up, I was always just off the cuff. And, oh, okay. Um, well, so I'm, you were always writing. There's that. Yeah, I should have been, but, you know. Um, <laughs> or you were milking them of their goodwill? What is happening? I don't know. I just was never prepared. <laughs> I am. I was always a lazy performer. Um, and yet... Always entertaining. Every time well, I saw you, was I, that when you got with the? Well, when we did our stuff, we used to rehearse a little bit. Yeah, yeah. but we never. You can't you know have what? several people on no, stage. No, let me and tell you rehearse. what we used to do. Okay. Because we really didn't rehearse. Uh, uh, we did. We kind of did, but we used to do when we started out doing. We were doing a, a show weekly at a place called Green Jeans mm-hmm. in Des Moines, and <laughs> um, we would we would write a new show every week. We did an hour and a half show. Wow. And so we'd be doing a lot of. Uh, we you guys did were living like well. old tiny radio, radio kind of situation. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is that it was what like Dr. a Unusual vaudeville. Is? Yeah, Doctor Unusual is old timey radio. It stuff, is. Yeah. It is like it's that. Parodies of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ken Daly mentioned it, and uh, that is where you can get your up to the date Dave Higgins uh, podcasty kind of thing, right? Well, Dave, it's, it's not Unusual? that up to date. We haven't uh, updated in a while because we've been busy. But, uh, but doctorunusual.com, dot com. There's three episodes. On there's there. three episodes. Okay. Well, that's fun. I believe. Then. Yeah. And who doesn't love a finite run for a minute? Well, you know, you know you the thing is, up. I know, and I'd, I'd love to. We want. We need to do more. We want to do more. It's the idea of getting people together for these things. You know, it's sure. difficult. And. Um, but we recorded them, and um, they're fun. I don't know. I love old-time radio. Okay. Uh, do, do you like old-time radio? Like, do you listen to the old tapes? Like, do you go to... Well, I used to. I used to when we had to. I used to listen to, like, the... The, we the used Shadow? To have, we or... used to have these things called LPs. Oh, I remember. Yeah. yeah. Vinyl. 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 Now, yeah. vinyl's big That's again. What they, but vinyl's big again, and they only yeah. call it vinyl. They don't call they it They don't LPs. call it LPs because they don't have to. That's the only thing they have. Right. We call it LPs because they were long-playing. They were long-playing albums Compared to, of music. And, and all, you know, the, all these e- stuff was developed... Uh, LPs were developed for classical music, and so all the longer form, forms of were. Okay. Because you couldn't do, a, like a popular song you could do on an old uh, 78 uh, RPM record, a 78 as we called them. Right. We call, well, now wait, because wait, when I was a kid, it, they were 45s. 
Forty-five. I think seventy-eight are, are much older. They would be. They were pre my time. Right, but right. We used to yeah. get them. We used to buy them because you'd have like either be old old uh, was the big band amusement. No, and the quality was never better. Uh, this idea of vinyl being better at all. It's not. Every, it's, it's actually horrible. not true. It's a, it's a misnomer. It's the idea of like that the scratches and pops are good. Oh, okay. Uh, people like that kind of sound. I, you know what? The problem for me. Oh, this is opinion again. Right. But it's sure. the idea when CDs came out. Yeah. It's all digital now. Right. So even a transfer, like what happened when you used to record a record, and we recorded a record back in Des Moines mm-hmm. on you know <laughs> tape and everything. Yeah. But even before that, they and then. You would record it, and then it would be on an acetate, and then they'd make copies of that on vinyl. On vinyl, is it but the idea like a piece of marble? What are we talking? It's like I'm a, it's Fred more Flintstone. pliable plastic. It's, okay. it's like a uh, it's a kind of plastic that okay. it wasn't natural. I think it's more natural than the plastics of today. Okay, like less petrochemically. Okay, so made out anyway, of vegetable matter. The possibly. idea was every time you made a dub down off tape, off anything on analog. Yeah. Every generation was a de- degeneration. Right, right. It got fuzzier. It and got fuzzier. fuzzier. There's more noise, less less of the highs, less of the lows, the very lows. So you always recorded everything. As much as you could, right in the middle, or as loud. You recorded it as loud as you could without right. it distorting, right? Because you knew that every time you do. Now, when you like, you record a podcast, it can be very low levels, right? Because it can, can be tweaked. Yes, to whatever. you can pump it up because it's digital. Yeah. So the idea that somehow these analogs are better. What about remastering? What, remastering? Like, yeah, like when they re-release something from like the Beatles or something like that, are they using those acetate? Originals? Well, they're using the probably the by the point by the time they got to the '60s and the '70s, it's all on tape. It's all on like two inch oh two recording inch recording tape or one inch. It's on large format tape. Okay, and these things can actually degrade. Okay, you know it's not like the digital code. If you got something on an MP3, yeah. MP3 is not necessarily the, lar- the best quality. Right. You know, you could have the, there's different formats for digital audio. Right. Uh, but regardless, that no matter how many times you you uh, copy it, it's right. the same. It should be exactly the same. Yeah. It's like. Uh, so only if the file gets corrupted. So I'm somehow. all over remastering older songs because a lot of times the version you're getting is made from another, ma- you know, it's not made from the original master. Okay. The original master has the sounds they made in the studio. Yeah. As close to it as they can get. Right. Now, the tapes didn't degrade as much as like a vinyl record. A vinyl record, the groove, the needles will cut more grooves into your record eventually. You know, it's like, I mean, they're not Kids, like they used you're to. learning. Back you're the, learning. Now, back in the day, mm-hmm. do you remember that you used to do, instead of buying the new needle, you'd start putting weights on the uh, yeah. arm? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, to make it so go it would down dig, deep. Go dig, yeah, it would dig deeper. Yeah, because it's kind of dull. <laughs> so we need to have it yes. deep, dig deeper. So that idea to me of like vinyl being this great Right, it so, just seems hipstery to uh, to some extent. It you, is like, kind of. There's a little an, I, and I'm not a huge audiophile. I can't tell the difference between a uh, you know. Uh, as Rangers of the Dork Forest know, music is my life. I got yeah. nothing. Uh, I'm still listening to that uh, uh, Granddaddy album from. Well, if you're listening on headphones too, yeah. What's I don't you know? Yeah, what is you matter? are getting the cleanest sound you're going to get? You yeah. Know? So uh, the, I I don't I don't think vinyl has when any... I edit when I edit the podcast or when I just all I do is usually just try to pull out the sound of the Telltale Heart that's in the background of every episode just you know because I buried somebody no I'm kidding and uh, just the bumps good chunk yeah I just try to pull out every well you know we other... used to it's amazing I just I was just the idea of how much technology we've seen advance in, in certainly in my lifetime yeah it's mind blowing are your parents on online. No. My no. parents are both deceased. Oh, are they? Okay. So um So they're on the big online head. Right, right. They're yeah. what they, they can do is they can they can tune in. Yeah. And uh yeah. I'm adorable. But Moving your family on. does that? Dude. Uh no, they are not online. They are not online. Matter of fact, I offered to buy my stepmother a an iPad for, as a gift. Mm-hmm. And I said, Well, you know, then you could check email and you could and, and I would pay the twenty five but I mean I was even yeah. I was like, I'll do this whole thing for you because you keep talking about being wanting to be online. Right. And she talks a good game and then when it comes down to it, she goes, oh. don't get it yet. Don't get it. Which means don't get it. 
I don't really want this. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Because I say things about her all the time that she but doesn't she, need to yeah, know. Yeah, she doesn't need to know that. But, no, the, uh, but just the amazing things for me, it's like the idea of, uh, you know, we to to own a song back when I was growing up, you had to buy the record. Yeah. Or you could tape, the off, tape the off the radio. Yeah. Oh, you'd have to literally hold your microphone from your cassette player from Radio Shack to the speaker. You get one channel, especially back then, yeah. because stereo was really literally divided. The two channels. Mm-hmm. Where, it was all going to be mono. You didn't get Ringo's drums. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, it was all going to be mono. Yeah. And I did like it when you could get a tape deck inside a radio. We thought, this is it. This, this is, is it. This is how we're going to share music now. Right. Before file is, sharing. Yep. This is what you did. You made party tapes. Yep. And, and, and you recorded them off the radio. And if you missed the beginning, everybody was so very understanding. So you had a cassette deck inside your system. Right. Think right. of it. Think of it. Think of the joy. But then we stopped doing the, we completely stopped doing radio recording. Which was oh, weird, right, but none of them was were shut tape. up, really, anyway. Remember tape to tape? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that was a big time in my you life. You make your copy of your tape. Again, mm-hmm. losing a generation. You lost a generation. It got a little fuzzy. And then and then, the bad thing is, is if you had a copy tape and then you wanted to make a mixtape from that uh, Well, and there's the other thing, money. too, is how tapes would get passed around. I mean, this is stuff that people don't understand today. Either the, the, yeah. These kids today don't understand. <laughs> it was the idea that uh, somebody would give you this cassette tape you gotta listen to this and it'd be like either crazy recordings like the I was talking about this the other day on stage it's the, the Orson Welles the Lesur Peas ad where he he says the the director's giving him notes on okay. the Lesur Pea ad it's like on the icy slopes of Vermont uh, you know okay and there's this line and Orson just can't get it and the, the director says we'll try it again and Orson says if you could make sir I, sir, I would never have an actor say this line Makes no sense. Oh. If you can make sense of this line, I will go down on you, sir. <laughs> now. Orson Welles. Orson Welles. This was after Citizen Kane. Right. Two, a few years after Citizen Kane. <laughs> so the idea was. He sounds like he was probably very frustrated. So. Well, yes. it's like the, it's like the Shatner the tapes. Dick jokes There's the Shatner out? tapes, too. Yeah. It, but it's the idea of these great actors. <laughs> some guy in a booth is telling him, could you try it again with more, you know, subtlety yeah. or whatever. He doesn't want to be He directed you know, Citizen Kane. Yes. So, but back in the day, you'd get a cassette tape of that, if you were lucky, and knew somebody who did, was a sound person. Oh, right, right. But now, and then I remember buying the CDs of all those. And that was amazing because yeah. now you've got the best copy of it you could. It, you didn't have to just quietly listen. You know. <laughs> and we would sit around and share these things. Right. Now with the internet, I, like I can tell you that story, but I can also just look it up. I can talk to my phone. Right. And say Orson Welles is a sewer peas commercial. I'll say that. Right. Like, I'll put it in the notes. I will click it. I, and, and someone will be You'll able to You'll be able to, to find it. the MP3 somewhere. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just saying, I was able to, I was telling somebody that story the other day about, like, you know, Sitting around. people not wanting to take direction. And they were talking about the Shatner ones. And oh, okay. I said, well, there's the Orson Welles ones. And, and the idea is, like, that it's so amazing that I just carry this, my little phone. Right. My Android phone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the world is there. Yeah. Yeah. It's less social. It is at that, and, and but, less commitment. Like, because Murray Valeriano, Valeriano, yes, was on the show, mm-hmm. and um, he is a U2 dork. Loved, he loves the band yeah, yeah, U2. Yeah. And so he brought a, the tiniest USB stick I've ever seen in my life. They had every song on it. Hundreds or... and hundreds of songs. I'm never... It's not happening. You don't have time to listen to everything. I don't have time but you to know listen. What, I think what will help, what will happen, Force. is so much of everything. And, and thank goodness for our consumer-driven economy that they were able <laughs> to develop this, these phones that are incredible. Right. The, the advances in technology that were funded merely by our spending. Right. There's some good has come out of it. Okay. Okay. But what hopefully will happen is the idea that kind of has happened with me. I don't buy CDs like I used to. Right. Uh, of course, I was I was making TV money back when I was really buying them. But, right. But I, just in general, I don't have that that need of ownership. Right. I don't have to have it now because I can find it if I need it. You can go to Pandora and just I, plug it yeah, in and listen to yeah. it for a minute if you just want. Them. Exactly. Yeah. You can order it if you really want to own it. You can order it digitally. I, I do prefer owning a CD. The hard copy. Yes. Then uh, downloading. I'm not a big. I, well, like I take my it back. Library? I used to download music years ago. Yeah. Back when it was early in the... Oh, the early I was, Napster I, 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 Yeah. 
before Napster and pre Napster that yep. era. Uh, Napster before it got taken down and right. Me too. Pay Me for too. Service. Yeah. And the idea was I would buy the CD. Yeah. If I down they, and they found that to be true that most music sharing, if people download a song, many times they'll go out and buy. The majority of the time they'll go out and buy the CD of the album. Right. Because because they've got access to the one song, or even if they have the whole album, you have. You know, you remember, not everybody had a broadband. This whole idea of how much money they lost to uh, file sharing, oh, right. pirating, right, it's right. all, it's just a creative accounting way of still not paying artists. Yeah, because you know, the, that's but, what it goes down right, to. Right, because there, there is less money, but it's less money in their coffers. The, the, right, the artists are, are still these, making the same well, shitty money. Yes, and also you don't have, I don't see this huge drop in executive pay at any of these companies. <laughs> or have you heard them laying off like tons of executives? No. No. And they don't get rid of departments either, unless it's a creative department. I, right. You know, the accounting department is still giant. So, the legal team is still giant. There's a lot of money going after per- pursuing these people. Right. Keeping lawyers on. Right. There's plenty of work there. But the idea of going after some 14-year-old, going after the mother of some 14-year-old kid who's downloaded uh, a million songs or something. Right. It's even a lot less than that. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that there's some... I don't know a lot about the file sharing issues, but I do know that I like I like real CDs as well. Like, some people tell me, well, if I lost my iTunes library, I would be devastated. If I lost my iTunes library, it would be a pain in the ass. Well, just think of how many times to... you, repeat, you repeated stuff through new technology. Yeah. Well, and... <laughs> I would just have to rip everything again. That's mm-hmm. all. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. No, I, and I actually, I like... Um, I'd like to go through, because I bet you I haven't ripped everything. Because right. at the time, I was like, you know what I don't want to listen to again? Well, the other that. thing is, like, with Pandora and, mm-hmm. and all those other services, there's no feeling. Like, I don't, I don't have any songs loaded on to my phone. Oh, really? No, I don't have to. I could do it. I should probably do the cloud. Probably do Amazon Cloud, but oh, the right. idea. But what I'm starting to th- originally this was getting at for me, where we've gone off on this these sure. tangents, was the idea of less clutter, and we don't need these giant homes to hold everything we own. Right. We don't have to. I have no longer have this desire. The switch to Blu-ray. Yeah. I don't have the desire to own everything on DVD now. Because mm-hmm. now it's not as good a quality. <laughs> you know, I had laser discs. Oh, did you? Yeah, I had laser discs, and then I had a lot of. Uh, Do you DVDs. still have your laser disc player? I got your... rid of. I have my laser disc player. Okay. But they're they die. Oh, <laughs> There's yeah. nobody get making new ones anymore. Right. There was um, Panasonic. I think was making them up till recently. Or, okay. But as karaoke machines. Oh, fair enough. Um, Who doesn't love karaoke? I love it. I do I, love it. I'll, I, I enjoy singing. I do enjoy it. I have a hard time uh, doing karaoke only because uh, for many years that was part and parcel to getting stage time. You had to host the karaoke. Oh, really? At the comedy gallery. Oh, so yeah, hard. I think. Yeah, yeah. That's terrible. And, right. So you had to host the karaoke. So I had like two songs that I could sing. And I'm a team singer. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I'm not a terrible singer, but I'm mm-hmm. not a good singer. Oh, and as a host, you kind of have to get it going many times. Right. You got to get it going. And then, and then you spend three hours wrangling drunk people and right. and signing people up and working the karaoke machine. So it was it was unpaid labor. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that you could get 15 minutes of stage Which time. Which is what our country was built on. Exactly. It is a beautiful thing. And on that note, uh, let's talk briefly, because uh, it's been an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, let's talk be- briefly about, what are you reading? You reading anything good? Uh, trying to think of what the, uh, well, the last thing I probably sat down, and re- I have kids, so right. I don't have that much time. But I think the last thing I read on my Kindle Oh, you got the nice... Ki- do you have a Kindle or an iPad? I have a Kindle. I do not have an iPad. I'm I have an iPad big... with a Kindle app, and I yeah, yeah. like the look of the Kindle better. Well, in terms of reading, the Kindle's better on the eyes. I mean, yeah. I have... Um, I, usually, I have, I do have a, a Mac laptop, but yeah. I'm usually a PC guy. Okay, me too. And I prefer... The idea of this this device that costs eight hundred bucks, mm-hmm. um, that's just kind of like my laptop, but it's not quite. No, no, it, it it does not replace your laptop because you cannot write on it. And people are like, "Well, just once you get that separate." And uh, from what I hear, you barely read on. You can barely read on. It's harder I, to read on. I can read. I mean, I the Kindle wise, it's not. I think the, the regular Kindle would be ink, better. The regular Kindle that the liquid ink or electronic it's, ink is fantastic. It's. For, it's a toddler bag of toys, is what it is for when I travel, because yeah. it has games yeah. on it, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it ha- 
has no uh, it's handy you check email and you can certainly but i can also do that on my phone I don't yeah my, i have a thing, yeah. 15 dollars go phone so oh. um yeah so the iPad's nice because it's bigger. But you know what? You could have gotten a better phone than that. You could have gotten three better phones. <laughs> right, but um, Andy makes uh, iPad apps. Okay, he, he all works, right. He works at uh, Disney Mobile. Okay. So he, yes, made a, yeah. he made a game for toddlers called uh, Car Cars 2. It's called AppMates, Cars AppMates. Wow. And it's a game where you buy a – the app is free. Mm-hmm. Mates, and then you buy a car at Target or Toys R Us, and you can drive the car on the iPad. And it the, mm. the iPad recognizes it, and you drive around the map and Radiator Springs. And I'm there's a new cute. one coming out. There's a winter. Ver- there's a Halloween version, and you can go to the sundial and make it dark. And the whole uh, the whole of Radiator Springs is lit up with Christmas lights. Oh, that's cute. Uh, good thing that this is uh, coming out in December because I wasn't supposed to tell anyone. <sighs> okay, <dear>. so <laughs> I was in development the other day. But I understand. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I think they so all have to use it. I'm trying to think. Of the last thing I got to read, I think it was. Um, it's hard for me to read books about contemporaries. Oh, you like to read like classic I like classic Hollywood? ones. Classic Hollywood, but also like historia, uh, you know, like military generals or well, presidents. I like, you know. Um, I love to hear that minute 59. Uh, anyway, let's get you yeah. back on the show and we'll talk about your right. freaking love of ancient military. Mm-hmm. Like, are you talking like like Ulysses S. Grant or are you talking I, I, I Alexander? Do. I, I'm more fascinated. World War II I find fascinating. And also it's like the time where... Mountbatten? Yeah, Mountbatten. He was there. He's yeah. a Navy dude. <laughs> Mountbatten was in the Royal Navy. Yeah, Royal Navy. He was the, uh, and then he was later governor of. Uh, and then he was killed in a terrorist attack, if I remember, when I was a child. Uh yes, or I believe so. College. So possibly, but he, it was uh, Mountbatten was a. It's like the the. He's like the cousin of Queen Elizabeth or something. Okay, yeah. 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 Like he was her... uh, He was a muckety-muck in the royal family. Huge. And he was like the royal governor of India, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah, I believe so. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, which... Like, are you reading Eisenhower? Oh, no. I Not right now. I, I do no, enjoy those. No, in life, those. though. The I mean, that, like... I would read that. Yes, I haven't read that. What have you... Wh- I'm trying to think in terms of, uh, like, uh, the last... I just haven't. I'm just saying, usually, if I'm reading uh, a biography... Right. It's usually... Uh, I'm trying <laughs> to remember the last one I had. I'm trying to nail you down for no reason. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's all right. Very this sorry. is journalism. <laughs> yeah, no, all I, of a sudden, I'm going for a Pulitzer in these last moments. Well, I always think of myself as liking nonfiction. And okay. I love reading nonfiction books. And I think I, probably the last one I read was Medal of Honor, the, um, um, what's his name? Um, uh, Is it about Medal of Honor? Some stories of Medal of Honor winners, but maybe not. Okay. Um, but I haven't read one in so long. The in, last in thing I read, I think, read... was Jeeves. Jeeves? Yeah. What's the, that? Uh, uh, um, Jeeves and Wooster. Oh, okay. You know, um, and that might have been like onward, or you know, one of those cheese books on my. I, I tell you, one of my favorites was uh, Studs Terkel did one in World War Two. Studs Terkel's fantastic. Terkel. He's fantastic. Who is he? His are mostly just interviews. They're just um, Studs Terkel was a, a Chicago Tribune writer. Okay. Um, I believe war correspondent. Uh, maybe, maybe you know, and I, you're, yeah, you're asking me this. You know, maybe he was. I'm not sure. <laughs> he might I'll look been, it up. I'll I look, believe it'll be in he the was notes. in Chicago. Yeah. Was he a but anyway, he was a character, and he just, he used to write, uh, he was a columnist for whatever newspaper it was, and he was syndicated. Right. But his books, he had one about the Depression, and one about uh, jobs, and okay. Um, and this, he had one about World War II, and it's just, they're stories, they're people's stories. Oh, those and are he great. would just collect them, you know, yeah. he was collecting the people's stories, and then you're reading it in their voice, and it's fantastic. And Stephen Ambrose, uh, his books, I really like. That That might have been the Medal of Honor one I read. Awesome. Uh, but his thing, too, is apparently he had, he, I think he just passed recently. Stephen Ambrose? Yeah. He's the one who, he was the, uh, uh, Steven Spielberg, the uh, Private Ryan, Saving Private Ryan. He was okay. like the, he was the, um, Consultant on that one or yes, something? Yes, he was a historical okay. consultant on that one. That's neat. Um, his books are great. Okay. Um, Dave Higgins, I would like to have you back on the program. Oh, certainly. Because uh, uh, this is a whole other hour we're talking about here. Well, we haven't even talked about one subject at all. Nope. We covered some <laughs> things. We uh, covered a lot of uh, social commentary. I, I don't talk about politics a lot, but I do talk about social issues, mm-hmm. which are kind of political now, I guess. 
Yes, they are. They're very political, and uh, but I try. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, people, well, get out there, affect some change at a grassroots level, huh? That's a nice thing to say. It is a nice thing to mm-hmm. say. There's a thing in the Midwest now that, uh, that I go back to Des Moines at least once or twice a year. But they'll do the thing where they tell you the farm it's grown at, or you know. Oh yeah, that locally grown. Yeah, farm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I do. I like that too. I like the idea of knowing and the idea that it's not Chilean grapes or. Yeah, it doesn't have know. to come all the way from Chile. I hope no, it all works out. Why don't you let the people of, of Chile uh, grow some tomatoes in addition to their grapes? They do. They grow some delightful tomatoes. Right, right. But it'd be nice <laughs> if they grew some. <laughs> and they grow a lot of potatoes. Do they? Oh, that's they're indigenous to that. Isn't that that I? Uh, yeah, I saw that. Peru, Michael really. Pollan has a the, the story about mm-hmm. the four different foods. Really? No. Guess how irritating it would be if I just ended it right there. So it's been great. You might have to. <laughs> I know it. God dang it. Dave Higgins, uh, let's do it. Let's bring you back and have you and talk about war and famine and peace and justice. I would love to. All right. Thanks for being here. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?